Welcome back. This is Last Call Sports, week two of college football. Before we jump into that, we got to do a little bit of recap of week one. Guys, what a thriller of a weekend. Our inaugural four-leg parlay did hit, so pay attention, boys. <laughs> this is this is your last chance, and we've been telling you. Um, guys, before I get started, I must say, you know, I was pumped. You know, college football is back. Everything is going, and it was just a great weekend. But I will say this. Tonight before we got on, I, I poured my first whiskey drink of the year. And now college football really is back. Mm, that weather's starting to get there, so I'm, I'm, I'm you, ready man, for that football weather, man. When this Woodford Reserve hit my lips, <laughs> I just, man. Taking it, places you ain't ever been before. We, we're so back. We're so <laughs> back. Anyway, to recap week one. Any shockers out there? Some big headlines? What do you think, man? Give me give me your big takeaways from week one before we move forward to week two. I guess we should do the thing everyone else has done yesterday, today, and talk about Dion. Yeah. Mm. I've been a Buffalo. <laughs> I've been a Buffalo since week one. All right. Rocking with him. <laughs> oh. Hey. It's the hardest I, thing. I to took do. TCU. I ain't even gonna lie. I took TCU, <laughs> but I, I I I love I, I love it. How can you not like it? That's my thing. Watching them. I mean, if you're 15 to 18 years old. Going out of high school, how do you not want to play for Dion? He's the ultimate hype man. I saw a tweet the other day of Dion talking to another TCU player, and they said that if there's one man on the planet you don't want talking to your players after a yeah. loss, it's Dion. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, for sure. Did you see where uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show, and he said um, he said that he took Shadur Sanders to a, a camp, a, uh, like a college day or whatever. At a certain school, he didn't name the name, but TCU's OC was the offensive coordinator at that camp he took him to, and the offense, offensive coordinator there just completely disrespected Shadur, never even looked at him, like never talked to him or anything. And so he said Shadur had this game uh, circled. Like he he was planning on showing out this game. Yeah, he did. Well, if you sit and look put at the up. offense, what, 500-plus passing yards? 510. Four receivers over 100 yards receiving? I mean, it's – I think we talked about it last week. It's that Art Browse offense. They run that Art Browse offense. Tennessee runs it. Ole Miss runs a variation of it. it it's meant to put up points, and I think they're going to do it all year long. Oh, yeah. And Dylan Edwards, four TDs alone. Dylan so Edwards was a, a true freshman, too. Crazy. So, they're uh, – you know, we're, we're all Buffaloes now, okay? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're Dion, all if believers. you're watching this, we will take shirts, sweatshirts <laughs> – We've been here. Tell me, he was wearing a sweatshirt. He, that man was wearing yes. a hoodie yeah. in 100-degree weather. Mm -hmm. In the Texas That's a bad heat. man. That's how you well, know he's not human. And what about mm -hmm. Travis Hunter playing two sides of the ball? Mm -hmm. 139 total snaps? or One pick on the other side? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's I animal. But dog. Can he do it all year long? Yes. I mean, man, the momentum is everything when you're riding high. I mean, I was looking at the schedule earlier. I mean, you got you to gotta mark down as 3-0 right now. Mm. At least. You know, well, I, mean, I agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, just back to what you said, dude was wearing a sweatshirt in the Texas heat, and yeah, you know, that just shows how cold he really is, man. I was sitting <laughs> on the, I was, I was sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden, I saw Dion's pregame speech, and I stood up, poured me a little drink, <laughs> and I wanted to run through a wall. Yeah. I was ready to roll. Yeah, he said, "We're not coming." 
we're, we're here. here. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> and then at halftime, I saw the TikTok that was like, you know, it's, it's up to you to write the story. There's a pin in every single one of those lockers. What's the story gonna be written? Man, mm-hmm. that is woo, that'll get you fired up to run through a brick wall. I don't know what. He's does. a motivator. He says, I don't I don't I don't dream my eyes closed because I can see it. <laughs> He's a motivator. <laughs> yeah. He is. Yeah. And then his yeah. his uh, his other son, uh, what's his name, uh, Shiloh, Shiloh. Shiloh, leading yep. him in tackles on the defensive end. Now, granted, there wasn't much defense played on either side, but we knew that. We knew that there was going to be a high scoring offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, we called it here on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, it's a good thing he only has two kids for the NCAA because if he had more, everybody would be. Well, in he's trouble. got a third one, and he's the number one tweeter on 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 X on Twitter. X formerly, tweet. yeah, <laughs> uh, tweet tweet. They, that dude goes hard every single time somebody posts something about Colorado. He goes in on them. Yeah, Man. so I mean, it's it's a great story. Um, like I said, I think the offense will keep putting up points, but it's the same formula to stopping them. Right. Can you get pressure on the quarterback? Can you man up the receivers? I don't think anyone's manning up Travis Hunter. I do not, but I do think that the offensive line does have some weak spots. If you watch the game, TCU dropped back. They rushed three every single play. Should yeah. had all day to throw. So I'm curious to see what Nebraska has drawn up to see if we can slow it down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I was worried about the line. Hey, but I'll tell you this, though. During the game, yeah, they did run three at him, and he did have a little bit more time. But very rarely did he take a lot of time to, to get it out. He no, was, he was, it, was very, it was a lot of quick slant routes. It was a lot of quick out routes. Um, and shoot, Dylan Edwards was running out of the backfield a lot, and he was just hitting him on little go routes. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I think that they know that their offensive line is going to be a little weak, and so they're mm-hmm. they're already playing like it. They're already practicing like it. They're getting it out fast and getting going. So I I just love him. I'm, yeah, Dylan Edwards is his damage. He did his damage receiving. Yeah. He had 135 yards. Receiving. And then he had a rushing touchdown too. Yeah. I mean the dude's unreal. And Hunter's unreal and then uh what's the what's the other dude? Uh uh Wilkerson? Uh Horn? No, the Wilkerson receiver? was the running back. Yeah, the other running back. Yeah. Yeah, Wilkerson 13 carries for 45 yards. Yeah. I assume that's the other back. Played well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's definitely Shadur's show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Man, Hunter. Well, while that game was going on a little bit further out this way in Nashville, man, it was it was a sea of orange in Nissan mm. Stadium. Now I know the final score, 49-13, you know, they, they took care of business, but you know, at the end of the first quarter, it was still just seven nothing. And we were texting the group chat, you know, it should be at least twenty one, if not twenty eight to nothing. So yeah. do you do you blame some of those, you know, mistakes at the beginning, you know, kind of just first game jitters or or you you know, you see us, you know, hey, they settled in and finally took care of business or, you know, Gruber, give me your take on that. You're a Tennessee fan. I mean, I don't – it takes me a good three weeks to judge a team. Yeah. I, I won't know really until about three weeks in. I do think a lot of it was first first game jitters. We talked about it beforehand. I said last week on the show I thought play calling would be very vanilla. It was. Mm-hmm. I mean, first game, Joe Milton actually after the game, he called out the team. He said we had a couple guys take a couple plays off and we can't do that. Is that what happened? Maybe. Virginia does have a good defense. I mean, it didn't look like it Saturday, but Tennessee's offense does that to you. It's the same way Colorado's offense does it to you. It's meant to wear a defense down, and you started seeing that in the second half. The depth isn't isn't there, so Tennessee started running away with it. I will say that Nico is a different animal. He's that dude. He looked very good. There, did you see the play, the incomplete pass yeah, in the end zone? Yeah, everything except for him not catching the ball. Yeah, that was, was, I, was perfect. Nico's better than Joe Milton. 
Well, as soon as he got off the option, he had a guy on his face. He juked out, got back in the you know, in well, the in the in the passing mode, and and not running. You know, he he was sitting there poised and, and made a just a dart of a pass to the end zone. It unfortunately ended up being incomplete. But, yeah, Logan texted me. Texting me, when did you text me? Like probably three hours after the game. I had a fantasy draft. I couldn't finish the second half. But Logan texted me and was like, man, I've heard about Nico, but there's one play. He's like, we know Joe Milton can throw a football. It comes out hard. He can throw it far. He's like, there's something different about Nico when he throws a football. It jumps mm-hmm. out of his hand. Nico's he, a generational it was that. It was that one play. They were within the 20. Pocket collapsed. Rolls out right. I mean – Awful foot, flick of the wrist on a just dart, mm-hmm. and hit the dude's hands. I mean, it was it, it, nothing he could do about it. I mean, it was picture perfect on his side. Other than his hair, I like him. Dude, I'm not unreal. a big. I'm not a big fan of. His Give hair, me three but. years. I'm taking him my first overall fantasy pick. <laughs> All right, that'll be a good pick for you because that'll probably be like one or two. So I like it. And I was impressed. I'm with, trading for it. <laughs> I mean, I was impressed with the defense too. I know time will tell. You know that mm-hmm. was you know Virginia's a. You know, a whole different team versus mm-hmm. playing some of these guys in the SEC. But man, some of those first couple drives mistakes, you know, the defense saved us. Yeah. Because yeah. in all honesty, that could have gone to twenty-one to seven. You know, the other way around. You know, we were saying it should have been twenty-one or twenty-eight to nothing. It could have been twenty-one to seven. And we were yeah. playing a team in the SEC when we muffed that punt and we went for that fourth down inside of our own thirty. Which I know it's a situational awareness thing. Like if we would have gotten that first down, going off of that, you know, fourth and one, you know. We would have kept the momentum, and in and, 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 and all reality, we ended up keeping it anyway. But, you know, another team would have capitalized on oh, that. Absolutely. And now we're looking at a 7-7 game. And then we have that terrible punt that goes out of bounds early. Now you're looking at 7-14. And then another one. Mm-hmm. Now you're at 21-7. You know, so I think some things need to be tightened up. But, you know, in all in all, I'm, I'm still blaming on first game jitters. I think once everybody kind of got settled down, everybody, you know, Came back together, was a lot more poised, you know. Because, I mean, the first drive was as perfect as you could draw it up. Went Dylan Sampson touchdown. Even had a couple of incomplete passes in there. But, I mean, went straight down the field, scored in, what, less than three minutes? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's what you that's, – they literally, they literally picked up where they left off last year. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, oh, yeah, this is about to be a, you know. Just I, a, just I think a, we talked about it in the group text. You know, I think where it changed was that Ramel Keaton drop. Joe yeah. Milton throws the perfect ball, mm-hmm. and Ramel Keaton drops it, whether some was in his eyes, whatever. But I really think that kind of shot. Soft hands. Well, he's the most reliable receiver on the team, and that's the bad part about it. Well, now he's got his one drop out of the way now, so let's, let's do it. But I do think that kind of shot the confidence a little bit. Yeah. But he picked it back up later on. Um We've said on this podcast that we thought Michigan had the best running back room in the country. I'm, I'm leaning more Tennessee now. What do you guys think? I agree, but you can't you can't you know tell it all in week one. No, yeah, because yeah, I mean they play Virginia at a neutral site too. Yeah, I mean you absolutely so, can't. But it's comparable, I think. Well, I don't see any of those I do running think backs. Pick pick a running back room in the country that you think is better right now than Tennessee. It's one of those two. Yeah, it's it, it it's Michigan's still up there. Blake Corum is. And in my the only thing with Tennessee is three of them. Yeah, that that was going to yeah. be my whole point. There's when you three sit and Tennessee. look at it, there's two in Michigan, there's three mm-hmm. in Tennessee, and I'm pretty sure I'd put those three up against Jalen Wright, Jabari Small, and uh, Dylan, Dylan Sampson. Sampson. Mm-hmm. And, like and Dylan said, Sampson had four touchdowns. Uh huh. And like I said before we started, I think it's almost like, hey, we got a chip on our shoulder because all anybody wants to talk about at Tennessee is the wide receiver room mm-hmm. and the quarterback play and airing it out and going fast. I mean, you know, 
you know, they're like, hey, guys, you know, we're here too. We, we, we contribute as well. So, I mean, I love it. Yeah. Final thoughts just before we move on. You're starting to see some of those big recruiting wins Hypo had two years ago. Mm-hmm. James Pierce is a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. He had two early sacks in that game, and it wasn't even close, just so quick off the ball. Secondary, I did, if you watch the game, they avoided Danico Slaughter's side of the field like the plague. Mm-hmm. They didn't start going that way until Warren Burrell checked in. If Danico Slaughter wins that starting job and we can just sure up the other side of the field, I'm fully confident in the linebackers and the line to the defense to make a huge step this year. Yeah, I like that uh, third down, what they call it, the cheetah. The cheetah package. Cheetah package on defense. Is there supposed to be a competition right now between Slaughter? I think – well, there really is. It's between Slaughter, Warren Burrell, and Kamal Haddon, which Kamal Haddon and Nico Slaughter started Saturday. I think I'm kind Slaughter of surprised won. that that's a competition, though. Supposedly, from what I've heard, is there's a freshman Dang. that is better than everybody. That's the- impressive. That's impressive. Yep. Hey, now you are believing the Tennessee uh, winning the Natty this year? Not quite. Jump on. All right. All right. Let's let's we're, wait we're, till week three and then we'll talk about it. We're Jump on. on. The, we're on the train, but it's still the station. Tennessee Colorado matchup. In the, in the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than that, a lot of blowouts. You know, when we talk about North Carolina, South Carolina, that was a good game. Uh, Doc, shout out to you, man. You, you had the North Carolina plus two and a half. Just they, on the head. Just nailed it on the head. They covered that extremely well. What about last night? Or excuse me, Sunday night. LSU, Florida State. I was high on the Louisiana boys, man. I think Florida State just mm-hmm. – That was one of my picks, too, that was hey, Florida State. I, I had I'll tell them. you this. I'm a believer in Jordan Travis now. I think we were splitting half that game. Yeah, me and you had Florida, Florida State. State. And we were split LSU. on the North Carolina-South Carolina game, too. Well, you know what? That Florida State game, that was the third largest win in Florida State history over a top ten opponent. Mm-hmm. Opponent. opponent. Mm-hmm. And then, on top of that, the last time they beat a team like that was the year they won the Natty. I'm not saying they're going to win the Natty. That, hey, but they have I'm, I'm happy to see that for Mike Norvell. Those two receivers they've got. Oh, yeah. Wilson, the big body receiver, and then they uh, the uh, number four. From Michigan State. Yeah. That transfer. Keon's Those up. are two, I mean, first-round receiver talent right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a believer in Jordan Travis. I'm a believer in the offense. I, I like Florida State now. I'm a, I was I'm, a little skeptical at first. I'm a believer as well. The only thing, and I think – I might have mentioned this. I've never been a Brian Kelly fan, and Mike Norvell coached circles around Brian Kelly. But I will say this, though. Early in the game, Mike Norvell had penalty. They had penalty after penalty. They've always been a penalty. highly penalty. It's a Mike Norvell team. team. Yeah. Even, Even back Memphis. in Memphis days, yep. Tennis, I mean, uh, LSU didn't have hardly any penalties early on, uh, and I thought it was looking good. And, t- and LSU looked good early on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, – it just—it was second half adjustments. The one adjustment I know they made is they played straight man and they sent everybody yeah. trying to get Jaden Daniels, and it worked. They begged them to go deep, and they wouldn't do it. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think LSU scored in the second half, did they? They put up they, 24 they, in the first. They, they got last-minute touchdown. Last-minute touchdown, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, they didn't score at all in the third. Ended up being 45-24, so, I mean. Yeah, at halftime, I doubled down on LSU. And then midway through the third quarter, mm-hmm. I put everything I had on Florida State <laughs> <laughs> just to save myself. And, and it hit. It hit. So, uh, shout out to Florida State. But uh, also – So, you're saying that was a last call bet. It was a last call bet. There you go. Always had yourself. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jaden Daniels also. Did you see him get body slammed too? Oh, dude. He got suplexed off the top rope. Yeah. Well, he, tra- that he tried to. That go. man's small. He, oh, he's thin. He is. 
He's he a, looks, a, he needs some milk. Yeah, he's thin. He is thin. But dude's good. Yeah. I, I, they just shut him down now. Well, as much as I wish we could, but we can't live in the past. That's <laughs> rock and roll a week, too. Let's start with game day. Texas mm. at Alabama. Bama's a seven-point favorite. Over and under is 54 and a half. You remember how close this game was last year. Mm-hmm. What do you guys like about this one? Smash Texas. You taking Texas at plus seven? I'm taking Texas money line. Oh. I said it last week. Texas was my lock last last week. Texas is my lock this week. Also, on Texas last week, they definitely hid Arch Manning. They did, but you I didn't mean, see him. He, he's look. I didn't think they would. They're hiding that. They're hiding he, him in the. They in told the him he's look. probably out shooting a deal for Old Spice or something <laughs> like that. Man, he's rocking around in Old's money right now. Look, he he he's not that good. They're they're hiding him for sure. But Texas has a five star at every single spot on the field. Okay, mm-hmm. Ewers looked a little shaky at first in the in opening game this week, but I I'm all in on Texas. I just have a gut feeling. Money line, Texas, smash it. Sark wants this game real bad, Steve Sarkeesian, former Alabama offensive coordinator. I think – I wasn't impressed with Texas this past weekend, but I really want to say that I think they did the Tennessee way. They hid everything. They were as vanilla as possible because they know they've got Alabama coming mm-hmm. to town this weekend. Mm-hmm. Give me Texas. I've said it last week. Texas should have won that game last year. Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt. Texas does win that game. Mm-hmm. They want it bad. I still do not trust Milrow. I don't. I know he had a great game Saturday, but in TSU. Let's see if he can do it against Texas. If they can beat Texas in a convincing way, then I will completely change my mind on Alabama. But for right now, give me Texas. I like it. Game's in Alabama. It's fine. Cool. I like Alabama minus seven here. Reason is I think Milrow is decent enough, and I do not think Texas is good. I don't think Texas is good. They, they got a five star every single. And Alabama position. doesn't. No. no, they don't. Not anymore. They used to. Well, they have a four star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would. I give me. They got Nick. Saban it's a huge now. difference. That's a star. That's a whole got, damn star. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that doesn't matter on the scoreboard. Okay. And I'm taking Alabama in the playoffs. Hey, also, you know Alabama, both their uh, DBs. Mm-hmm. They're in trouble right now. Yeah. Hurt. They'll yeah, be hurt. out. Yeah, that's fine. Smash Texas. I'm taking Alabama. Okay. All right, that's cute. I said it before. I'll say it again. I think home field advantage is everything, especially in big games like this. also think Saban's on a revenge tour this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this game out of the, the parlay this week mm-hmm. because I am so flippy-floppy on it. But, I mean, if you're – you know, holding me to making a pick right now. I'll go with Doc. I got to take Bama. Go. I got to take Bama. You just hopped on the losing side. <laughs> well, you know, well, time will tell. Let's see it. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not touching this game betting. I've, I have no idea what's going right. to happen. I yeah. don't like I don't like it. I wouldn't put it on a parlay. I don't know about the points either, 54 and a half. You are making me want to put it on a parlay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something about a parlay. <laughs> <laughs> you can lose everything you had. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about the points here. 54 and a half being in Bryant-Denny. Over. I don't know. I'm taking Texas and I'm, I'm taking it over. It. It's, this is going to be a shootout. Like, I, I I have a feeling. I had a feeling about Colorado. I have a feeling about this. This is about to be a shootout. Texas, money line, take the over. They might put up 70 points together. I mean, that's why I mean I'm so flip-flop because I can see it going that way because of the Alabama teams we've had in years past. But even you said before on this pod, I think Bama's going back to 
They are. Their original ways of, of time management and running the rock. And then, of course, you can break, you know, running plays wide open and score fast as well, too. But I think it's more of a, you know, pounded in your face, you know, let's get let's get a guaranteed three or four yards a play type type of offense we're going to see out of those guys this year mm-hmm. because of the quarterback situation we've mm-hmm. talked about. But I think they don't use Milrow as a quarterback, and I think they've already kind of shown that a little bit because I said Milrow can't throw. And, yeah, he he threw all right against MTSU. That one ball that, pretty. That's he, MTSU. Yeah, I know. I he throws a pretty ball, but, yeah. I mean, I'm saying his decision-making everything, I think they use him as It'll a running back. It'll be a good test. I think they do a, run a little bit of an option the whole game pretty much. And uh, Milrow is not really a – He's a big he's a big play type of guy mm-hmm. as a running back that turned quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I will say, dude is a physical specimen though. I've talked a lot of shit about him, but he's yeah. physical specimen. Well, back to Dion. He gets his home debut in Colorado. Nebraska at Colorado. Colorado's a two and a half point favorite. Right now the over under is fifty nine and a half. Let's hear it, BB. I'm a Buffalo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take Colorado, take it all the way up to ten and a half. I'd say. All right. Here's the, here's my reasoning. Okay. Like I said, they can score with anybody. Matt Rule bases his teams off of defense, but I don't think that this defense can hold Colorado. I think they're too good. I think they're too quick. Uh, I think Shadur is that good, and I think Dion also is is coming out to prove a point. Um, I'm rocking with Colorado. Um, but I do think Nebraska does score a lot better than what they did against uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. because Colorado can't stop anybody. But at the same time, I do think this is a double-digit win by Colorado. I like it. I mean, it's the same as we've said about Tennessee since Heifel got there. You're, they're not going to stop you, but they're going to score more than you. Yeah, I do think I can see this game hitting the over. I will take – I, I'm going to take Colorado and the points. I think Nebraska is going to be there. I'm encouraged from what I saw the other day. It was an awful game to watch, but the defense is definitely better. You know what they want to do. I don't trust their quarterback to win a football game, so give me Colorado. Give me Dion. We're all Buffaloes. I like Colorado as well. Um, I do think this could be a trap game, though. Oh, it I think this 100 percent could be a trap game. I think um, I think I take Colorado here at two and a half. I think you take the over in that at 59 and a half. Uh, like you said, they put up points. This is another game that I probably would leave off the uh, betting slip um, just because it's so highly bet. It's going to be one of the highest bet games of the entire year. But I think it's going to be cool to see what they do week two on how they respond from week one. Uh, I think this is a real test being that they're going back to Boulder mm-hmm. and um, back in front of all the field. It's going to be sold out. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to watch it. I mean, there's going to be a lot of eyes on it. It'll be cool to see how they respond from after last week, being in the light and everything that they said after the game. The hood's going to be watching too. Dang. Well, there's tape on them now too. you got to think about that. There's no tape. No one knew what to expect from Colorado week yeah. one. There's there's film now. It mm-hmm. is a little scary. Uh, I'll say one, th- one, one last thing about Colorado though. Uh, did you see where Dion called out the reporters? Um, mm-hmm. And not only on last week, but on this week, that Nebraska came out favored mm-hmm. ahead of them before it got bet down or bet up, basically, on Saturday. 
He called him out and said, y'all still aren't believers. I see that y'all don't believe. He said, we're going to prove to y'all. So he's on a mission. You got to back it up if you say stuff like that. And he's that's on one thing. He's only backed it up. He he's has. never not backed up anything he yeah, said. Yeah. So that, at, that should give you some confidence there. I just I think this could very easily be a trap game where you could see a little bit of decline in that offense. Um, he's eight Just coming down. off of that win. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about them yet. I want to see them lose because I want to see what they, they do respond. after a loss. I that's what I'm waiting on. The media would eat them alive. alive. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what everyone's waiting on. Yeah. You've heard they're praying on my downfall. Everyone in the world is praying on Dion's downfall. Not right me. Now. Not me. I'm riding. I'm, I will follow him blind into war, okay? <laughs> well, you're just about to find out if they're a type of team that plays better as the underdog or the one in the limelight because they are in the limelight now. Mm-hmm. You know? I hate to sound like a broken record, but back to what I said about Homefield. I mean, last week at TCU, the place was full of purple. I mean, that team went to the national championship game last year. That mm-hmm. that fan base was so ready to get this season started. Mm-hmm. And everybody was against Colorado. And I think that's where Dion shines, you know, when he can use that as leverage in his speeches, talking to his players. And so now you've got a home field, you know, opener where everybody's going to be there. Like you said, it's going to be sold out. That's their first time to, you know, show up in front of their own home crowd. So let's see, you know, how they respond to that versus being the underdog. You know, because like I said before on the podcast, I like Tennessee better as an underdog. When we're hanging around, you know, 7, 8, 9, and 10 in the rankings and stuff and, you know, beating people we're not supposed to and, you know, winning games in the last minute, you know, that's where we're better. But just like last year, as soon as they put us at that number one spot going into the Georgia game, which I know they did for publicity and just to make it better for media, that's the worst thing they could have did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So let's see how Colorado just responds to that. That's my that's my final take. Of course, I'm taking Colorado in the points. We're all depending on how the game is played out. You know, you know if it turns into a shootout, of course it's going to go over 59 and a half. But this is destiny. <clears throat> Tom Brady. <laughs> even texted Shadur after the game and said, never be satisfied. Well, it's like Doc said. He hasn't proved anybody wrong yet. And so until he does, I'm taking him. Mm-hmm. I'm on Buffalo, too. And that's, the same reason why, that's the same reason I'm on <clears throat> Alabama, too, though. Right. Four guys on a Buffalo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what happens next? Tune in next week. <laughs> Back to New Orleans. Tulane was my lock last week. Mm. And they smashed that spread. But this time Lane Kiffin's coming to town. Ole Miss is a seven-point favorite over under 64-and-a-half. We've talked about it before. I think Ole Miss does, you know, really well in, in big games. I don't know which way to go here. I mean, I want to, I wanna, you know, stick with the SEC and say, you know, they can take care of business and, and, and get the points here too. But like I said, man, them cages are crazy. The game is in New Orleans. You know, LSU lost last week, so everybody's got to go ride on Tulane. <laughs> what do you think, Doc? Um, I think I think Ole Miss has a better team here. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like Tulane's quarterback. I I just think that um in this game you're gonna see Lane Kiffin out coach Tulane. Uh, I I don't necessarily like the point spread or anything like that, but I do like the over. I think it's gonna be a lot of points being scored. Sixty four and a half. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I'm not a fan of Pete Golding, mm-hmm. Alabama's former defensive coordinator who is awful for them, Ole Miss's new defensive coordinator. I do think that Ole Miss is going to cover that seven points. Tulane, not great against the run. Um, Ole Miss probably has, if not the best, for sure one of the best running backs in the country in Quinchon Judkins. I think he runs wild this game. 
and I think Ole Miss covers that seven-point spread. Let's keep it simple. Tulane played South Alabama last week. Cakewalk. Ole Miss is ten times better. Tulane snuck in the top five. To, uh, uh, Ole Miss wins this by 20 or more. It's calling mm. a shot again. Mm-hmm. You bowl tonight, Corbin's mm-hmm. brother. I just, he's, he's trying to earn Brennan. He's not Corbin's <laughs> brother anymore. Hey, I was right about a lot last week, so I'm going to keep it going. Oh, shit. Here we, oh, here we go. We, <laughs> talked here we, about, go. <laughs> we talked about riding people till they get proven mm-hmm. wrong, and now he thinks he's on the high horse. I thought mm-hmm. you said you were a buffalo. I'm a buffalo. Well, you're acting like you're on a high horse. If this is wrong, you're sitting on the floor next week. It's not going to be wrong. Ole Miss by 20 or more. Okay. Okay. Lock it in. I'm writing that down. Lock it Lock it in. Write it in. Plaster it on the wall. Ole Miss by 20 or more. That's what we should start doing, having dumb shit Brennan says right there. <laughs> hey, tell me, what, tell, me, tell me the dumb shit that I've been wrong about so far. We don't have enough wall space. You, you can't name it. Yep. Texas A&M, four Oklahoma and a half game point last favorite. week was pretty rough. What? Didn't you say Oklahoma. No, Ohio they won State. By Ohio 73. State was Ohio State. That's I who it was. Say, I'm not even call it was Ohio State. State. That's yeah, what it the was. line was 29. You said you take. You said I'd you take, take Ohio State. I t- I, they won by 21. I think. I don't think it was that dumb either. So yeah, so seven points. I was saying that was wrong. I'm just saying, name one. I'm counting receipts. Okay, all right. <laughs> doubling down on LSU probably wasn't the that, best way. Hey, that all right. <laughs> I will say the LSU doubling down on LSU was a stupid play. Don't double down okay. on LSU. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, I man, I lost that one too. I was high on the Bayou Bengals. Anyway, back to the Aggies. Texas A&M, four-and-a-half-point favorite at Miami. Over and under is 50-and-a-half. You're fired up, Corbin's brother. Let's, let's let you keep rolling. Smash Texas A&M. After watching them this past weekend, they're different. They are a different football team this year. The offense is clicking. They've got some dogs at receiver. I'm, I'm in on Texas A&M. I think, like you said, I think he has given over the keys uh, to, to play calling. Um, I think he understands that he's that he's on the hot seat. Jimbo's on the hot seat. He had to give over the keys on, to the offense, and and I think he understood that. And I think things are changing. Let's again, let's keep it simple. Texas A and M is a way better team than Miami, and the line doesn't show that. I'm rocking with Texas A and M. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, Texas A and M finally has a quarterback. Connor Wegman is. Something else. Um, Anias Smith, I think he's been at Texas A&M for eight years now, but he's a dog. Mm-hmm. I do think it's the same old song and dance. Did Jimbo really give away the keys? I, it looked like it last week. I'm interested to see what happens if this game ends up close. Does Jimbo try to take take control again? If Jimbo takes control of that offense, it's over. But after what I watched last week, I do think he gave away the keys to the offense. So give me Texas A&M plus the points. Miami played a really bad Miami Ohio team last week. Yeah, one by thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'd be cool to see Miami be good again. Mm-hmm. I think Texas A&M is starting to build something special. Um, that was the first time I've ever heard Jimbo give credit to an offensive coordinator, ever. And I think if he has time down there in Texas A&M, which is what they're giving him now which I know he was on the hot seat for a second, I think that he can build that that team back up in the SEC and they can start competing again for SEC championship, and I like them with the points. I mean, you almost have to expect they have to at this point. I yeah. mean, that recruiting class they had last year that just, you know, 
did not prove to be much at all when it, when you talk about a you know a final season record you mm-hmm. know so to speak. I mean, you got to think you know all those guys have had just that much more time to develop and another round of recruiting in there. I mean, you you got to just think A and M's coming with something special sooner rather than later. You know what I mean? Especially with just a four-and-a-half-point spread. I mean, I like it, too. I know we're supposed to disagree with each other from time to time on here, but I like the Aggies as well, especially at a four-and-a-half. So, give me A&M, give me the points. What about the over-under here? We didn't even hit on that. Fifty-and-a-half? That's what it is live right now, fifty-and-a-half? Yep, fifty-and-a-half. I don't trust Miami to score enough points to help A&M hit the over. Well, see, I was thinking that as well. Originally, I was thinking the under on this, just because I don't think I don't think Miami can score enough either. But I'll tell you this: I think I'm rocking with A and M here. I think they score enough points that say Miami scores 17. I think they hit the over. I think I think Texas A and M is about to put some points on the board again. Yeah, I mean, if you told me that Miami for sure scored 17, I'd be right there with you. I just don't trust them to score 17. This A&M defense is going to be good. They, they are. They're good. But we'll see. You know a team that can't score, though, is the team next in line. <laughs> the good old boys. Iowa. Hey, that, you know what? That uh, opening opening week uh, line of them uh, over under, I think it started like close to 50 this past weekend. And it got bet down – to I think I took it at like forty three or something like that, or forty four, mm-hmm. and I don't even think it even got close again. I think it was like thirty two that it, that the final score ended up being total or something like that. What what was what was it? It was twenty twenty four. I'll get there eventually. Hold on. Twenty four fourteen. Yeah, twenty four fourteen. Yeah. So <laughs> they they can't score. Yeah. Iowa's identity is and always will be to run the football, and they could not run the football against a very bad Utah State team. Mm-hmm. I do not see that. I'm betting the under here. I'm taking the under. They're begging us to bet the under, and I don't care. I'll take it until Iowa can possibly prove me wrong. I might take Iowa State to cover, too. I like Iowa State to cover here. I like Cade McNamara, but it's just that it's the whole offensive It takes philosophy. more than just one. Yeah. Not like Iowa State to cover, and it's at Iowa State, I believe. I don't believe this is a neutral site. Can't wave at the kids this time. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's kind of sad that the kids have to watch such a boring football team. Yeah, <laughs> like at least let them have a little fun in their life. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's nothing in Iowa anyway. Yeah. So like, you've got Iowa football. Like, you get so excited about it, but then you go out there and you watch them put up six points. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Thank God for Josh Heupel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why it's tough to take, you know, Iowa at minus three and a half. How they only put up six points a game. This game could end two to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it would not surprise me one bit. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool, though. If it did end cool. two to nothing, it'd be kind of I'm not cool. watching it anyways, no, honestly, so it'd be cool to see two nothing. I'd rather watch paint dry. <laughs> wonder what the odds are on that exact score, two nothing. I don't know. You want to take it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like it's it's a sign that you said that. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. What about Oregon versus Texas Tech? Oregon's six and a half point favorite over under sixty six and a half. It's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a You're complete opposite points. game. Oregon almost put up a hundred. 
Yep. I like Oregon here. Bo Nix is a different player in Oregon. He's different. He uh, he, he, he I used to give Kyle so much heat about being an Auburn fan and Bo Nix just not living up to the height year in and year out. But Bo Nix, I don't know what it was from going – SEC to the Pac-12. That's exactly what it was. But he's uh, he looks good though. Like he looks he looks different. He he's not just fumbling under pressure. He's um, he's solid. Um, I, I like Oregon right here, six and a half. You know, we just talked trash about Pac-12 though, about how easy it is. But mm-hmm. we're Buffaloes. We're Buffaloes, and Pac-12 is undefeated in Week One. <laughs> and uh, yeah, shoot, Pac-12 actually looked great. Mm-hmm. But well, we finally know that DJ Uyunglele wasn't he, the problem in Clemson. No, he can play. He looked fantastic yeah. Saturday. I think I think Dabo just needs to start cussing a little bit at him. <laughs> I think he's too nice. To Dabo him. needs to start throwing out some money. Dabo will not use the transfer portal. Doesn't care for NIL. Those are literally the two worst things that you can do in college football right now. They do have good homegrown talent, though. They do. Mm-hmm. But also, Tennessee and Clemson will never be good at the same time. You look at it historically, they have the same recruiting pipelines. They can't both be good. Tennessee's on the rise. You could tell Tennessee won the head-to-head last year. It's Tennessee's going up, Clemson going down. Yeah. Well, people were talking about Klubnik, too, being an NFL-type talent. He looks horrible. Klubnik is not an NFL-type talent. He looked horrible. But if Klubnik went to, you know – uh, Oregon State, he might be an NFL type talent. You mm-hmm. know, he needs to go to the Pac-12. I'm planting that stake. Klubnik transfer, <laughs> Pac-12. Go to, go be a Buffalo after Shadur leaves. I like that. What do you got for this game? Oregon. Uh, all right. I will say this. I think Oregon put up so many points this week. I, I, my initial instinct says go with Oregon, but I do think that the public is going to hammer Oregon after what just happened. And, you know, my gut. Texas Tech just lost to Wyoming in a tough two overtime. Wyoming is a tough place to play. I don't know. They're dealing with altitude up there. It was a late night game. It was the Cowboys. But when you sit and look on that same coin, Texas Tech, Lubbock is one of the toughest places to play in the country. I don't know what it is about Lubbock, Texas. It's it's tough. Could I see Texas covering the spread? Absolutely. But give me Oregon. Mm -hmm. Bo Nicks. I do like Lubbock, though. Pew, pew. Yeah, I go with these Southerners. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, saying with the other ones. I can see it going two different ways. I mean, I like Oregon to win the game. But like you said, Lubbock's a tough place to play. But when you just put up 80 points week one, I know it was against a, you know, very basically high school team. But they might be tired. Oscar, I love points. Give me, give me Oregon to cover. Give mm-hmm. me it over. Give it all to me. Give it all to me. Hey, what was Speaking. more impressive? What? Oregon putting up 80 or Oklahoma putting up 72 and making Butch Jones cry? Butch Jones cry. Mm-hmm. We said it last week. You never bet on Butch Jones. Mm. I think I could see Arkansas State plus 66, and I still wouldn't take it. Agreed. I like it. Yep. Going back to Texas, Utah at Baylor. Utah's seven half point favorite. Over under is 47 and a half. Utah can store. We saw that, didn't we, didn't we, Doc? I don't want to put my pick on this one. <laughs> Baylor just lost to a high school team. This is a safe place. If you want to talk about the game, that's <laughs> Thursday. Mm. Uh, is Cameron Rising playing? 
I really don't know. I guess it don't matter after we saw last week. Yeah. I mean, I like. Do you think Florida's better than Baylor? I hope so. (laughs) God, I hope so. I think Florida's the worst team in the SEC. But take them out of the SEC, I think they could compete. I've said that about Vanderbilt every year. Take them out of the SEC. I think Florida has a bounce back, though. I really do. I think we were playing McNeese State this week. To God, I hope y'all have a bounce back. And Billy Napier took all the blame. They're well, not should. losing to McNeese State. I've already, I've <laughs> already decided. What's the line? What's the line? What's the line? We're not even bringing this up right now. It's yes. not going to happen. Is it over thirty? For Florida, probably not. It's probably like twenty-eight and a half. Or I, I really I want them to lose just no. so we can have that. Thumbnail. Football is better when Florida is good. I agree. It is. I agree. It is. I enjoy, ESPN don't even have it yet. I enjoy beating the hell out of Florida. And I appreciate so. that there's no active line because I don't even want to know right now. I hey, want to wait. Memphis is only favored 21 and a half against Arkansas State and Butch Jones. Yeah, if I hammer it. <laughs> Boom. Yep. I like that more. So, I like – if Cameron Risen's playing here, I like seven and a half. Baylor just lost to Texas State. I saw a thing where if you would have bet Wyoming to win, Baylor to win – and no, Wyoming to win, Texas State to win, and I think it was Colorado. Uh, ten a hundred dollars would have won sixty six thousand. We were betting on the wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can't even find the Florida game on on Fanduel either. They're hiding it for everybody. They don't want anyone to bet on it. <laughs> Florida's not a bad team though. This I, is my thing. I know. Mertz but if is it's good. 30, Mertz is good. They have a good I'm running back core. Parcel's good. I mean. We're just young. We're inexperienced. The defense was horrible. It wasn't good. Utah could have beat them by forty if they, they would have hit. We but, still all, we were that we're that bad, and we still almost backdoor covered. That's my thing. Because Utah missed wide open throws, Florida couldn't couldn't cover anybody. We Florida up, couldn't cover us. We gave up a little touchdown first play. <laughs> that was a big touchdown. That's little, not... just a little touchdown first play. If you take that touchdown away. I still got money in my pocket. And I think we might have won at the end of the game. Well, shit, if you take away eight touchdowns, TCU's your national champion. <clears throat> yeah. And if my aunt had a pair of balls, she'd be my uncle. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Gruber, what you think? Utah, seven and a half over Baylor? Uh, Dave Aranda is one of the best defensive minds in the country. I do think Baylor's going to come out with a little chip on their shoulder this week. Give me Baylor. Mm. Not to win, to cover I will say this. Um, I'm thinking back to the last couple of podcasts we talked about, and um, I am going to apologize for being so heavy on Florida. I was I was very heavy on. I was right there with you. I was heavy on Florida, and I'm sitting what, here. What do I'm you talk, want? I'm talking about. I'm talking a lot of trash about them right now, and I just want to say that I was on the Florida team against Utah, um, except for the first podcast. I did say that I was Utah, but then once I heard that. Rising wasn't playing. I switched to Florida, and I was heavy on Florida. Well, well now that you're off, they might be good. Brennan, is Tim Tebow a good Stop. college no, quarterback? No, we're not doing we're not this starting, right now. We're not starting that. We're not because even. if you look statistically, Stop. Tim Tebow is the greatest quarterback What's next? Throw the next ever, segment okay? on. Okay, but we're not talking about it. This segment is sponsored by Acres Down South, the game day polo. <laughs> I do not have one on today, but Big Germ does. This is the Kansas polo. As you do not know, you could look at the Kansas jerseys this week. Pretty sick. The blacks are nice. I like them. You know who else has come out with black jerseys? Florida? I thought Tennessee had black jerseys. No, gray. Gray. Smoky gray? It's the uh, Condra Tolloway okay. tribute. It's a lot different this year. Too. Shout it's out. got an orange top. Yeah, it's got the it orange. Looks, it looks good. That's all right. 
It was all right. And it's got the smoky well, mountains you, going you, down the side of the helmet. That, that, that helmet is. That helmet I, might I did be like the, the helmet. nicest helmet. Yeah. Country. Oh, yeah. Tennessee's got some awesome uniforms. Well, man, this is all part of the play in this this day and age with 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 NIL, with recruiting, with the way you, you do stuff in the, in the crowds at home games, with the media, and doing stuff like that. I mean, the players are like that. You know what I'm saying? That's I mean, at the end of the day, I'm more of a traditional guy. Like, you know, there's orange tops, white white britches, but – Bridges. <laughs> what, what are you, 80? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Get your bridges on, boy. Orange bridges. That's okay. Thank you. So he understands. That's you, what might, you might be a – Was it Trey fan. Smith? Trey Smith. Yeah, so Trey Smith used to always say that. Whenever Tennessee on. put it's the orange pants on, orange he bridges. said it was something about the orange britches. Go back to what I was saying. All right, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Somebody's got to be. Somebody's got to be. I'll tell you what. Are your your britches pleated too? (laughs) I've never starched my britches. Shit. I got enough in them for both of us. I'll stand up on their own. (laughs) Something about them orange britches. But this week they're going to be smoky gray. All right. Back on track. As long as not brown, we're good. This is the last game we've got on the list for college football. Notre Dame, seven and a half point favorite at NC State. Over and under is 51. Smash Notre Dame. Smash Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Sam Hartman, dark horse for the Heisman. Sam Hartman's legit. I like yeah. him. Notre Dame's legit. I, I'm usually against Notre Dame, and uh, even before uh, week zero, I talk shit about Notre Dame. But after watching Sam Hartman, he made me a believer. I'm on. I'm. I'm in on Notre Dame. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. Give me Notre Dame the points. Who are they playing? NC State. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Give me NC State. Okay. Give me NC State. I was not impressed by Notre Dame, honestly, in the first week in Ireland. I, I thought they were all right. You're getting a little too big for your britches over there. <laughs> My britches. <laughs> How are you not impressed week one in Ireland? I didn't watch it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> That'll nah, do it. But I, I like NC State. I like NC State with the points here. I don't have that on my sheet. Like but about I, them? I like their britches. <laughs> the fact they're in North Carolina. I like the fact that Brennan's on Notre Dame, so I'm going to be on NC State. Shoot. You better hop over here <laughs> if you want to win money. Are you a Wolfpack type of guy? Yeah. I mean, they played Tennessee State last week, but, I mean, they did have a very impressive debut in Ireland mm-hmm. against Navy. I mean, I was – I mean, I had them taking that game, but I thought that – you know, I was smashing the under week one because I thought Navy was going to hold on to the ball so much that it was going to keep Notre Dame from scoring so many points. But, I mean, they just they just handled business. So, mm-hmm. like we said before, until they prove me wrong, I'm riding them. Give me Notre Dame with the points. I think I was the only person that called Notre Dame. And, hell, they've almost hit 50. Na- versus Navy, I took the points because I never bet against them. I think the, I took the under. I never, I never bet against uh, armed forces. <laughs> That's just how I feel. See, I took Notre Dame. Yeah. So with that being said, I mean, we, and we can throw some more into this as far as the parlay goes, but let's Wait build well. one real fast. Mm. Last call, four legger, part two. We were hot last week. Yes, we were. Hit them all. Actually, the four that you named and the two extras I named, they all hit too. Well, we should put a I missed one out there. Oh, we should put an eight legger. I put oh, four. You missed one. You missed, yeah, yeah, you you missed uh, see, that's why you don't well, follow. We, we three. all said we take Florida, but it was because <laughs> we all said don't to take Florida that game. Which one? The last week version. Oh yeah, called? we're not talking about that. Yeah, we, I was we three did. out of four we, on was, the parlay. Me and you were together. Okay, I was we building together. an eight leg. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
right. All right. So what's your call, Jaron? Give me A and M minus four and a half. Mm. I like it. All right. Let me write that down. I want because I'm putting this I'm one putting in this one in sure. too. All right. You got Texas A and M. You already got yours cooked up, or do you? I've got mine. Go for it. Give me Kansas minus three. Mm. Uniform Ooh. bet. Our boy, not Jay Den Daniels, but Jay Lund Daniels is back. Give me Kansas. Is that Give the live th- right now? Yeah. Kansas minus three? Yep. Hmm. What about – ooh, we had not talked about this one. What about Kansas State playing Troy at home? The line right now is 16 and a half. Mm. Kansas State. That's kind of low to me, I think. Playing no, Troy, Troy at home? Troy covered this uh, this past week. Did they? Kansas State's a good football team. Yeah, I like Kansas mm-hmm. State. They're, they're, they're 15th in the country, and they're playing at home. Yeah. It's just a lot of new. No Deuce Vaughn. I mean, we can yeah. stay away from it. I just was literally just scrolling down and looked at it, and I was like, it kind of shut out to me. So, mm-hmm. we'll make up back to it. Go for it, Brennan. Ole Miss. To cover? To cover, cover. seven against Tulane. That okay. was going to be Like nine. I said, take the alternate. All right? Take the alternate all the way up to 20 and a half. Shit. Got a lot of pressure on me right now. Big Logan. You can take that Florida spread. What is it? We don't even know. <laughs> Just whatever you hey, find it, whatever book you use, whatever you can find it at. What time. about that uh, Memphis Memphis spread there? I like that. Should we do a hometown? Mm-hmm. Should I throw that on there? I think you should throw it in there. I like it. Throw Never it. been what on is Butch it? Jones. Butch Jones cried last week. He lost the locker Was it 28? It's 21 and a half. 21 and a half. Yeah, take that. You think? I what, like it. What do you think about that germ? I don't know about it. It's at lock. Arkansas State. It's at Arkansas State. Nobody's going to be just, there. They just got, and look, I hate Bush Jones. They but, just put up I mean. seven. The, yeah, it's got 70 dropped on them. Yeah, it, there's nobody going to be at the game. That's like a home game for Memphis. Memphis will have more fans at Arkansas State than Arkansas State but has That's fans. not one of those bounce-back games. You don't bounce back from 73. Yeah. I've been to Jonesboro. And they, Memphis did put up 56 last week. I'm telling you right now, Arkansas State's a shitty place, too. They're, Arkansas State's on a – Memphis is three you know, three game losers. You don't have to do this. Needs to be a lot. You got to be. Yeah. Tough, Some man. people call Memphis the Paris of the West. All right. Kanye. <laughs> 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 I've heard it referred to that a time or two. Yeah. You know what in Paris? That's <laughs> <laughs> the only time I think of be Paris of the West. Come on, pick it. Pick Oregon it. six and a half. What? Oh, okay what? with that. Oregon six and a half. Okay. Hey, but you people at home watching, if you want to add somebody, add Memphis. All right, add Memphis to cover. If you're going to add a game, bet against Butch Jones. I mean, it don't have to be a cover either. If y'all want to go back to the over-and-unders, I mean, our four-legger last week had the under with big like I like Oregon versus Texas Tech. I like Oregon versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech just lost to Wyoming. Um, Oregon just beat who this past week? Uh, School of Deaf and Blind. Uh, No, no, it was actually – It was was a decent school. Yeah, it would be about 80. If you wouldn't ask, well, me, I, mean, I don't know if decent's the word for it, but it was a school. Pack to- shit. You locking it in on your Oregon beat Portland State. What was it? Eighty-one to seven. Give me Oregon six and a half. I like it. Give me Oregon six and a half. Lock it in. Yeah, there so it is, folks. Your week two last call sports four legger. A and M minus four and a half. Kansas minus three. Uniform bet. Ole Miss minus seven against Tulane. Oregon minus six and a half versus Texas Tech. Lock it in. Call the dogs. Write a book about it. Actually lock it in this week because last week, you know, we weren't that confident. 
I don't think it was this that we were that confident. I was that confident. Much, I just I wasn't every, confident about North Carolina. I think every one of us thought, like, oh, well, so and so is going to lock it in. And like, <laughs> I just thought Brennan's happened. wasn't going to hit. That Mine hit by a mile. Yeah, no. What did we learn from week one? Listen to Brennan. Mm-hmm. Never bet on Florida. So you're looking at this right here. So let's just say this is plus. So last week we hit it for plus 1251. Yeah. This is a four leg parlay plus 1,159. If you throw $100 on it, you're. You're banking $1,159. What about if you throw Memphis in there? Well, Brendan, hold on. Let me go find Memphis. And take the alternate spread, Ole Miss, 20 and a half. We're getting fancy. Yeah, now we're getting fancy here. I got to find Memphis on here if they even have it on Vandal. Probably find it quicker than you will Florida. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about it, if it does win, donate your earnings to Acres Down South. Save the pandas. That brings it up to adding Memphis at twenty one and a half brings it up to plus twenty three hundred. So then you're talking a ten dollar wager will make you two thousand three hundred dollars. I love about hundred dollars, hundred dollar wager. I love it. Also, if you want to add something else to it, oh, see, this is where we get in trouble here. Texas money line. Oh God, that's, that's, that's plus not money. A lock. That's that's a that's lot. That's a plus. Lot. All right. Well, come back to me next week. I don't know the it. number off the top of my head, folks, but every gambling site has a one eight hundred number for gambling addictions. <laughs> and Brennan's gonna answer because he's gonna be sitting there having to talk to him in person. <laughs> I'm gonna answer and I'm like, Have you taken Texas? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's gonna be the parlay then. Texas A and M minus four and a half, Kansas minus three, Ole Miss minus seven, and Oregon minus six and a half plus one thousand one hundred. Hey, Logan said Memphis, though, so, I mean, this is a five-gamer. Logan, you like Memphis? Yeah, yeah see? No, there it is. He's actually we, the one that told me that it's do it Paris for the camera, West. Man. Do it for the cameraman, then. If you add Memphis in there, you got plus 2,300. Pay your money. I'm adding Memphis. I don't know. I, I'm going to add Memphis, Memphis in there, too. We'll do two. We'll do two. Do one with four and one with five. There you go. This is not financial advice. No, it is. Unless you want to make money. <laughs> if you like money. <laughs> <laughs> if you just want to be a loser, don't take it. But all right, let's talk. Let's talk some fantasy here. We got week one coming up. Big week, starting Thursday. Mm-hmm. Let's do a little start sit. Okay. How about let's do what you want to do? Start sit, or you want to do like a uh, keep trade cut? Let's do a start sit for week one. Start sit week one. Start sit for week one. Okay. And like if you have a if you have a if you have a hot play that you want to give out, mm-hmm. give it out because okay. I got a, I got a hot play sitting over here burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> and your britches, yeah, and my britches. And your britches. I've been holding it in. All right, then let's start with this one since it's one of your guys. Okay. Start sit. Can I do two people? Yeah. And you got to pick one to start and which one to sit. Yeah. Rashard White. If you if you pronounce his name right, <laughs> Rashard White, <laughs> James Cook, Rashad White or James Cook. Mm-hmm. Who are you starting? So I'm always riding with my boy Rashad White, and I'm gonna say start Rashad White over James Cook strictly because Rashad White's gonna get the work because there's. Baker Mayfield's going to check it down. They're playing the Vikings. It's going to be a high-scoring game, so he's going to have to be throwing. They're going to be playing from behind. Rashad mm-hmm. White's going to get those checkdowns. Mm-hmm. Whereas James Cook, it's kind of hit or miss. You get to the goal line, you don't know who's going to get it. Josh Allen might run it in. They might throw. Like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. But Rashad White, they get to the goal line, he's getting, I mean, he's getting it pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, start Rashad White, sit James Cook. Gruber? I think I'm right there with him. 
I think that when you look at that, they're playing the Vikings week one. The only fantasy option I really like for the Bucks that week would be Rashad White. Mm-hmm. So start Rashad White. James Cook is a my guy. Yeah, I love him. I love, I James, love James Cook. Cook. I love James Cook, too. But just week one, go ahead and start Rashad White, sit James Cook. Jets defense pretty good. It's Jets pretty defense good is really good. Yeah, a lot better than They're Vikings. nasty. I like the Jets defense. Yeah. Um, I would probably have to agree with you. But I'm not going to uh, because <laughs> I have James Cook starting this week. Um, I think he's good for about 15. I think he's good for about 15. I think he's going to have a couple yards? 15 points. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, 15 points, which is about probably eight more than what Rashard White's going to have. Okay. Well, maybe Rashard White, but Rashard <laughs> White is going to have 20. No, I, I really do I really do think James Cook is poised for a big year this year. I think – I'm interested to see this Bills-Jets game. I'm It'll excited. Be a good game. I'm excited for that First one. First Monday night game. First Monday night game. I'm interested to see it. That and also this Lions-Chiefs game is going to be cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'll give one – that's going to go ahead and open up my – burning a hole in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Blake Bell. Blake Bell, if you need a tight end, pick up Blake Bell, start him week one. Blake Bell is going to be a great play in that Chiefs game. Kadarius Toney is questionable. He, he'll get some snaps, they yeah. said. He's not going to play a lot. Other than that, you have a bunch of guys that haven't played a lot of snaps for the Chiefs. Blake Bell has been there. He was actually played you know, 60% or more of the snaps last year, a lot of games, even with Travis Kelsey on the field. Blake Bell – is is my guy that I would ride this week at a tight end position if if you don't have already you know like a Waller or, yeah. or a Goddard or, or one of those Kittle, solid dudes those. Hawkinson whatever yeah. it might be how serious is that injury? Travis they said it's a lot of swelling going on. Hyperextension being that it's a, it's a Thursday night game. Yeah, questionable. Well, they said the ACL is intact, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I like that. Um, I like that Chiefs Lions game. Who would you start there then? Let's see. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown? Or who? I guess there's nobody else for the Chiefs <laughs> that I would even or consider. Blake Bell? Blake Bell. <laughs> no, but I mean, there's nobody else even there for the Chiefs. I, I like Sky Moore, I guess, the most on that team starting that game. I think that he has the biggest chance to do anything for that game for the Chiefs. Sky um, Moore is officially this year supposed to take over the, the – Tyreek Hill type of role, apparently. Mm-hmm. Like they're talking about Sky Moore being an every down type of player, getting a lot of targets. Mm-hmm. Now that we've seen what the Chiefs offense looks like without a go to guy, well, without a go to receiver other than Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. it's spread the ball around. So I don't know if I, I truly believe it yet. I'd have to see it to believe it. But I like Sky Moore potential wise. I'm curious to see what the snap counts look like at receiver that game with no t- Travis Kelsey, possibly. No, Kadarius Tony. I'm really curious Check to see out. if uh, no Justin Ross. Oh yeah, I'd love to if see Justin, Justin Ross, Ross gets significant snap count. Justin Ross is good. I would like to see what Justin Ross does on Week One with with an opportunity. I mean, this sets up perfect. He probably wouldn't have this opportunity if yeah. it wasn't for the Travis Kelsey injury. Well, and Jody Fortson out too. So right. Jody Fortson being out, it leaves Blake Bell and uh, and um, one other tight end. And he's not a pass catcher, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I just keep talking about Blake Bell, but I'm hammering it. I'm hammering it home. Well, let's go to the next game then. Panthers, Falcons. You starting Bryce Young or you starting Desmond Ritter? Let's That's roll. Tough. Let's roll through these two. Let's That's get a bunch of content. Gotta be Bryce Young. You like Bryce Young? I more? mean, he looks so poised in the pocket. He looks solid. I mean, he looked like he's been in the league for years. Mm-hmm. I'm going Ritter. 
Just because of the Falcons' defense. I believe the Falcons' defense is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I saw a stat earlier just talking about rookie quarterbacks and their opening game and how poor it was, but I was looking at this one today, and I really thought about taking Panthers plus 30-and-a-half. Give me Bryce Young. Mm. I'm riding with the FedEx man. All right, Texans-Ravens. Damian Pierce, J.K. Dobbins. Solely because of the matchup, give me J.K. Dobbins. I think that um, Ravens' defensive line is going to be a little stout. Damian Pierce might have tough sledding. Give me J.K. Dobbins. Give me Devin Singletary. (laughs) 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 Give me Devin Singletary. I don't like either one of them because they're going to get up. Ravens are going to get up. I think Gus Edwards gets a little bit more work than Dobbins. Uh, and Pierce ain't, can't catch a ball to save his life. So give me Devin Singletary. That's that's what I'm riding with. What do you, okay. you think, Jeremy? I think if I'm the Texans, I'm saying give me a time machine so I can, <laughs> so I can get Deshaun Watson back. Yeah, I agree. Speaking I wish they'd bring back Burkhead. Deshaun Watson. That's in that next one. Though. Are you taking Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow? Oh, I would take. Is Joe Burrow playing week one? Yeah, he's playing week one. Is he? I saw today where they said they might not risk yeah, it. Yeah, they said they don't know. Everything yeah. I saw that he was playing, he was practicing. He's practicing, he's practicing. but they said they just they don't know they, if don't they know. want to risk it week one. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want to risk it, but I mean, if fully he was playing healthy. fully healthy Joe Burrows, you're taking Joe Burrows, I think. I'm taking a Browns money line, though. Yeah, I like Browns plus two and a half there. Fully healthy, are you taking Jamar Chase or are you taking Amari Cooper? Chase. Chase. But – Mixon or Chubb? Chubb. Chubb, yeah, Chubb, Chubb is a lock. But, hey, I will say this, though. If Burrow doesn't play, the play of the entire s- slate of games might be Mixon. Mm. Again, he, there's no back behind him, yeah. neither. No, it's just him. So they will run him into the ground, I feel mm. like. And he's on he's on a contract year, too. So give me a lot of – in DFS this week, I will be playing a Mixon. hefty share of Mixon. Yeah, I think it's a good play. I think that's a good play. That Jaguars at the Colts next. I won't say AR and Lawrence, but uh, who do what, you say? No, Jonathan Taylor. Jaguars to smash four and a half. What about Pittman or uh, Ridley? Ridley. Ridley. Yeah. Just because I don't trust AR. I will say this though. I think AR has a surprisingly good game because I do think they'll get it down the field some. I don't think Jaguars defense is. Good as people say it is, mm-hmm. I think AR could sneak in and get a couple of rushing touchdowns. I think I'm streaming Jaguars defense this week. I think Deion Jackson could be a sneaky pick for this weekend. Yeah, I was about to say Evan Hole. Yeah, that too. I really Evan like Hole. Deion Jackson when um, Jonathan Taylor was out last year had great weeks. Oh, he did. I think he. I think Deion Jackson will give you ten. If you need, I'll if you have, if you have Jonathan Taylor going into this league, I think that adding Deion Jackson, and if you have a solid rest of your Lineup, I think he could give you eight to ten. But you see where they said that they're going to play whoever the hot the hot back is at the time. Ain't none of them going to be hot. But odds are, listen, odds are they're going to be down by a lot. And Evan Hull is one of the best receiving backs. Like, I know he's that's not very fair. good, but he's one of the best receiving backs yeah, that's fair. in the league. Jacob. <laughs> what color do you like? Blue or I mean, I'm <laughs> you hard on AR because I drafted him in our dynasty league. But man, the Jaguars are just good. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's expecting them to win the AFC South this year, which hurts because I'm a Titans fan. Yeah, I might awesome. take AR's little brother before I take AR. <laughs> we could do the uh, ETN and Tank Bigsby. Yeah, that's that is a very hey. They get I, up by ten or so. You're gonna see Tank. I like Tank. 
Tank's solid. I like Tank a lot. And I like the name, too. Tank. I've said it all year. Everyone's so down on ETN that I'm riding with him. He, if, if healthy, if the foot isn't an issue, um, I think ETN can finish easy top seven. No, top I agree. He's explosive. There's well, not many a, people like second him. Year. He had all the hype last year. Same thing with Gabe Davis. This yeah. year. I mean, they had, he had a ton of hype last year. And then now all of a sudden it's like, dude, what happened? Well, <laughs> it's the same script you see every year. Team drafts. Big time rookie running back to take carries away from starting running back. Starting running back ends up taking off. You don't see any more of rookie running backs. Yeah, I will say though this this line right here is one of those lines that like it tricks you. Like I this can, is this is a trap game. Mm-hmm. This is a trap game. I can actually give you the perfect example of that. James Robinson and Travis Etienne. Yep. Yep. Everyone thinks Travis Etienne's going to take over. James Robinson gets all the carries. Yep. I mean, James Robinson was everybody's like. Hey, James Robinson might be on the Colts by this weekend, yeah, too. He I, should be. I almost yeah. said. He should They're be. They're about to pick him up, apparently. I don't know why you wouldn't pick him up. I don't know why you wouldn't pick a Kareem Hunt up. A.J. Dillon. A.J. Yeah. Somebody's got that man. Yeah. Hey, I, hey, I do like player prop. A.J. Dillon, anytime touchdown score this That's week. That's a solid mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. All right, what about the next game? Bucks, uh, Bucks, Vikings right now. Vikings minus six. Um, Madison or White is a good starter set, actually. I will. I like, I like Madison. I like Madison here. I think Vikings get up early and then they run the ball. I do too. Yeah. I think Madison finds two touchdowns. I could see that, but I also see, like you said, they get up. I could see Rashad White. I'm telling you, he's just going to get all these checkdowns. I agree. I think it kills. I think it kills Godwin and Evans this year. Well, I don't. It's going to kill one or the other. Evans is mad right now. Huh? Evans is mad right now. Yeah, I, I think I think that's who it hurts worse is Evans. Yeah. I think Godwin's going to be there because, I mean, who's is it? Uh, is it Trask? Is that who they? Went no, with? no, that's no, Baker. Baker. Is it Baker? Baker's actually going to be better than what people think. But I think he's not going to be throwing the deep ball. He's going to be throwing a lot of check quick, downs. quick slants, checkdowns. That hurts Evans because Evans is a deep guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Johnny checkdown. Yeah, I like I like uh, Madison there versus White though. All right, anything? I like it too. Titan Saints. Titan Saints. Ooh. D Hop or Michael Thomas? Mm. D Hop. Mm. That's kind of tough. I think Michael Thomas, like. I think he could have a good year. I think I he's going to have a good Burks year. Or Olave. You what? I thought you were going to say Burks. Only thing or about Olave. that, though, is Burks is just coming. Is Burks going to be. Like uh, on a snap count or something. Yeah, I think he yeah, is. Healthy Burks and Olave. I'm taking Olave every. Oh, I'm taking Olave yeah. again too, especially when you have Derek Carr throwing to you. Yeah. But I do. I will say this: Titans are gonna be sneaky. Titans are gonna be sneaky. I fully agree with that. I think Titans finished third in that division. All right. Well, hey, Thomas or, or D Hop, what's your call? I'm gonna go uh, Thomas. I'm I going think Thomas. he puts up more fantasy points. PPR. Yeah, I'm going Thomas. I start Thomas. Sit sit D Hop. Yeah. Let's hear it, Titans fan. What you got? I mean, I. He's going to say Hopkins. The Titans. No, I, I agree with you because I think everybody wants to say Hopkins, but like I said, very my very first last call week one, I think Burks has a, uh, I'm not going to call it a breakout year, but I think he has a surprising year. Mm. I mean, because the dude is a good athlete. And he, oh, had he's issues, awesome. he had issues last year, and now we brought in D-Hop to be the, you know, end-all, be-all savior. You know, I know we've had our hearts crushed with signing ver- veterans in the past, so. Yeah. Julio. You know, in this situation, Michael Thomas over D Hop, and from a fantasy perspective, yeah, give me Michael Thomas. But I think 
people are sleeping on Burks. Dion is my I'm favorite receiver. I may be dead wrong, ever. and Burks never play, pans out to be any of that. Yeah. But I think the the play of D-Hop going there and, and, and bringing a lot of attention, you know, a lot of double teams and, and coverages, especially near the end zone, I think Burks has – Better year than a lot of people. I think I just think he's been forgotten on. I think he's been slept on. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. all over Burks. I love Burks, awesome. but I'm just worried that if he's in a if he's in a snap count week one. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm worried. I don't about. want him on my fantasy team though. Not on week one. No, Not I don't, I don't want him on my fantasy team. I want him on my fantasy. Team. I don't week four maybe. I don't. I think he's going to fall behind Hopkins a lot this year. Uh, I love D Hop. Well, they got to spread it out though. Yeah. Don't have much. Henry can't run it all all damn game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can get on your damn near thirty. Yeah. <laughs> about 49 Steelers? 49 Steelers. Jalen mm. Warren or Najee Harris? Najee. I think you'll see Najee early. Yeah. You'll see Najee he's early. Got, he's got to prove it, man. Yeah, Everybody, he's got to. Everybody's saying, you know, that he may be the number two guy before the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I think about week six to eight, you're going to see a switch. I think that's what's going to happen. I think six to eight, you'll see a switch. I think Warren's going to be the guy. He's going to impress a lot of people. And then uh, Najee might find himself a new team next year. Or the year after. Um, but as far as uh, receiving core, Pickens or Deontay Johnson, who are you starting? Deontay Johnson. Early on, Pickens is going to be good, but people are forgetting the fact that Deontay Johnson is one of the most targeted receivers. Mm-hmm. He's the, one of the best in, route runners Yeah, in the, in the NFL every single year. People forget about him. Yeah. And last year, the only reason why people forget about him is because he did not catch a touchdown last year, mm-hmm. but yet he was targeted like 12 times a game. Yeah. This year, he's still going to get targeted 12 times a game, but he's going to get a t- he's going to get more touchdowns. I mean, I'd put my life on it. He gets a mm-hmm. touchdown this I year. I think I think Kenny Pickett has a good game this you year. You know my answer. I know, I know. <laughs> and I was wrong. I was wrong on Kenny Pickett. I'll be the first person to They've got Say, a good team. But the I more mean, I look at it, they got a good he's, team. He's looking better and better. I would be willing to take this uh, Steelers money line. Steelers defense, 49ers defense. Oh, give me the uh, – oh, dang, that's tough. Um, George Kittle might be out. Give me the 49ers defense. I was taking Steelers. Like Nick Bosa is apparently, apparently uh, having contract issues too, and he's uh, – Hey, what's up with the NFL? He's a little upset. Something wrong. They're mad. College well, kids are getting of, paid more. Than yeah, that. speaking they of tight ends, you take a Fryermuth or Kittle if Kittle's playing. Oh, Fryermuth. Yeah, I think Fryermuth. Kittle's Kittle's become fifth man there now. Whenever I see Kittle jump off the board in that third round, I'm like, yeah, sweet, take him. Yeah, I don't want any part of him. Why do I say that? I said, of course he says that after he trades me Kittle. Is yeah, that what he did to you? Oh, it was like two years ago. I've, okay, I've gotten yeah. good use out of him, but yeah, he's, he's injury prone, and I gotta find a replacement. Sneaky pick, talking mm. early. Get Brock Bowers next year. That's, That's your next fancy tight end. I got a Write good it down. Hey, I got Brock a good Bowers one. I got Kincaid. a good one for this next game. Brock hey, Bowers and King For future tight end. All right, that's it. Brings up a good question. Future, if you had to draft one tight end right now for the next seven years, Bowers or Kincaid? I feel like it depends on where they go. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But well, Kincaid Bowers, in the situation he's in now couldn't be better. No, yeah, like but, it's going to be the ultimate. But situation Bowers thing. is one of those generational guys. Oh, right? he they, is. they all said that about Kyle Pitts, but he's yeah. not getting used. But they Kyle, said, have you heard all the beat writers about Kyle Pitts? No. The, I read a, I read an article yesterday that every single Atlanta Falcons beat writers right now has said that Kyle Pitts is pretty much not even worth drafting in fantasy. If you're talking about fantasy, they said that Drake London is a clear guy there. And they said that uh, that Kyle Pitts might start sharing some uh, sharing early down or you know every down work now as what, a tight end. What pick did you take, Kyle Pitts, in the dynasty league? Three. Okay. 
Yeah. Third round. They said Kyle Pitts is is they're out on Kyle Pitts. And that's the beat writers. And the beat writers are usually pretty Yeah, they're supposed to hype them up. They watch every single know. every single game. Every single practice. I just don't know how he's not Oh, utilized. he's a freak. I don't know how he's not utilized. The same way that some people just don't pan out, man. Look at Johnny Manziel. But yeah. he is good. That's the so thing I don't football. understand. The same way that Bijan won't pan out. Bijan will pan playing out. for the Falcons. Bijan will pan out. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in on Bijan. I'm, I'm in, in on Bijan too, but just. I'm a little upset, though, that they just kind of shafted Tyler Algier like that, though. Man, he had a good year. He had a great year. year. He's a thousand-yard rusher. Off. Yeah, I would be pissed off if I was him. I mean, Cordell Patterson, I mean, you've been in the league for a while. I get that. Like, it's going to happen eventually. You're going to get, yeah, dust to dust. I mean, you're going to get replaced eventually. But Algier had a solid year last year. All Um, right, hey, Cardinals Commanders. Kyler Murray or Sam Howell? Kyler Murray's not playing, though. Is he not? He's out for the first three weeks. He's on IR, out for the first three weeks. I forgot about that. I just want to say Kyler Murray because I just want you to get Kyler Murray every day, all day. Josh Dobbs loves it. Is it Josh Dobbs? So they don't know if it's Josh Dobbs or Clayton Toon, but apparently I read this morning – that Clayton Toon is looking like the guy. I heard they're going to run a lot of dual quarterback. I could see it, but I, I will say this. Clayton Toon's actually pretty good, but Sam Howe is really good, I think. I think Sam Howe is a sneaky, sneaky play this year. Mm-hmm. I feel Did like you pick is... him up in Dynasty? Yeah. I've been trying to clear my roster to be able to do that. I just couldn't yeah. do it. I like Sam Howe a lot, but, hey, here's, here's the starter set I'll ask you. James Conner or Antonio Gibson? I'm sitting Antonio Gibson, and I'm playing James Conner for the fact of James Conner's going to go to a lot of usage, and I can see him catching five to seven balls, and I don't think that Antonio Gibson is going to get the snap count that Conner's going to get. Conner's going to be on the field a lot more than him. Brian Robinson's the lead back there. Well, I'll tell you this. Antonio Gibson – they said they're planning on playing him at slot a lot this year. When he's not mm-hmm. running out of the backfield, he's, he's a better receiver, slot. I believe, than he is. He's a better receiver than running back, and I believe he's a better special teams guy. Never in my everything. life will I listen to anything that anyone says about Antonio Gibson again. Mm. But he's so good. He no, should have. They, if they would have just played the man. But they were comparing him to McCaffrey last year. And Remember him on Thanksgiving? Like two years ago, yes, that was McCaffrey. That was McCaffrey two point He's he's a talent. I mean, that was we one saw, of the best games I've seen. We saw with our own eyes here at Memphis. Yeah, dude's unreal. Yeah, Just he's play him. he's insane. Play him. Yeah, I agree completely. He needs to get the snap percentages. But he's what McKinnick was there. Uh, Jarek McKinnick was there before he went to um, Kansas City, and now they got Brian Robinson. Dude gets shot, still is able to come out and play. <laughs> he can't catch a break. He's always going to be there with another guy. Hey, that was the best thing ever though when he came out to many, many men. men. Oh, dude, that was so hard. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, I agree. But, I agree. All right, Marquise Brown or Terry McLaurin? Marquise Brown. I like Marquise Brown. Jahan Dotson. Yeah, I like okay. Jahan Dotson more than McLaurin. That's I like Jahan Dotson more than McLaurin, too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you think Cardinals keep it anywhere close? I think it's a trap game. I hate this spread. I yeah. absolutely hate I, it. I think, I think commanders run away with it. I want to say what they I do too, say. but I yeah. hate the spread. I mean, I just don't think the Cardinals are good at anything. If Josh Dobbs plays, I think they're able to game manage it enough to where they actually keep it somewhat close. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody's talking so much shit about Jonathan Gannon too, the coach. That I think this Cardinals team could actually be better. I don't think they're tanking. Like everybody's talking about them tanking and trading players and all this stuff. I don't think they're tanking. They've already made it known. Like Jonathan Gannon loves Kyler Murray. They're not tanking for Caleb Williams. I think Josh Dobbs is an alien. 
He's a good guy. <laughs> All right, Packers Bears. You got to start sit there. Packers Bears. Um, let's go. Okay. Um, Jordan Love, Justin Fields. That would be my only one. Mm. Or AJ DJ Moore, Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a solid one. DJ on Moore, Christian, Christian Watson. Watson. Oh, did you see that Dobbs is the guy that is apparently Love's favorite target? Are we, back, are we back on Dobbs now? Romeo. No. Oh, Romeo. Dubs. Yeah, Dubs, Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we were back on Josh. No, my bad. Dubs. I yeah. like Dubs. Yeah, he's he he's uh, apparently Jordan Love's favorite target. I could see And uh, that tight end, too. Musk, uh, Musgrave. Musgraves. No. Yeah. He's another favorite target. I haven't heard anything really about well, Christian Watson. I'll tell you this. I'm low on DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. I know everybody's high on DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. And everybody freaked out about that 100-yard game he had in his first preseason game. It's two broken screenplays. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love DJ Moore as a talent, but I don't believe Justin Fields can throw. I'm still taking Justin Fields just because of the legs. Oh, the legs. He's I'm fast. excited to see Justin Fields this year. I've drafted him in multiple fantasy teams. Uh, I think his floor, Justin Fields' floor is like QB 10. I think his ceiling is like QB 3. <laughs> I agree. Because his legs, just strictly just because legs. of his legs, strictly uh, yeah. because of his legs. Legs, he's gonna run the ball. He can do that. He can finish QB three and not sustain a top ten receiver. Yeah. yeah, you know that him and Brock Purdy basically have the same stats from last year. Did not passing yards and passing touchdowns, except Brock Purdy had a lot less interceptions, and Brock Purdy played seven less games. Mm. And they basically have these same exact passing stats. And Brock Purdy has way, way more. In San Francisco, then. But I'm saying seven fewer games, and they basically. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah that's nuts because because Fields is getting all the hype. Yeah, I'm. I love Fields' legs, but I mean, you know, you've also seen you can't run a quarterback into the ground either. So well, I, mean, like, I was going to say we talked about this before with Anthony Richardson. You know, they they just threw him to the dogs. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It's a it's a it's a disaster. It's going to be a disaster for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders, Broncos, Broncos country. That's right. We have five games left. Yeah, just hit it real quick. Give give a give a start set. Raiders Broncos. No, 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 no. We can do it quick. Just run it quick. Raiders Broncos. Yeah. Who is, is Josh Jacobs playing? Yeah. Josh Jacobs, uh, Javante Williams. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Um, let's go Chargers, Dolphins, Tua, Tua or Herbert. Yeah. Herbert. I think Give Tua me has Herbert. a good game. Give me Herbert because the new OC and at the Chargers. I, like They're gonna I think Tua has a good game too, but yeah. I, I think Herbert finishes QB1 this year. Mm. I think his henna tattoo falls off. <laughs> Patriots equals Ramadre Stevenson or Devontae Smith. I know they're opposite uh, different positions, but who are you playing at a flex there? Devontae Smith. Yes. I think, I think Stevenson is going to be the only guy putting up points. I think Zeke has a. I think Zeke actually has a good game. Zeke's going to be good in the but uh, like twenty in. I see Zeke. But smash Eagles three and a half. Good. Yeah, I like Eagles three and a half there. I don't understand that line at all. I'm taking Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm low on the Eagles this year. That old Alabama connection. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to have a big year this year. I like A.J. Brown too, but I I think 
Devontae Smith has a big year. He's actually the better receiver there. Yeah. All right, Cam Akers or Kenneth, Kenneth, Wa- Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. I like Kenneth Walker. I think Cam Akers is going to have a better year, though, than people think. I think Cam Akers, because I think that he's going to get a lot of check down work. Mm. Because there's nobody else to receive there. It's Van Jefferson, Puka Nakua, and I like Nakua. I like Nakua too. Pick him up if you haven't picked him up right now. All right. Mm-hmm. What, what about uh, Dak or Danny Dimes? I think Danny Dak, Dimes Dak. has a good running game. Yeah. This game, but Dak is my dark to. horse for MVP this year. Mm. Michael Parsons is going to be chasing him down all game. Cowboys but. smashes that too. Yeah, so I like that. Cowboys the most complete team in the NFL. And this is the game I'm most excited for, the Bills at the Jets. Uh, A-Rod or Josh Allen. A-Rod or Josh Allen. I'm taking Josh Allen. This is already coming back to your little argument from three Mm -hmm. weeks ago. I'm taking Josh Allen. What about Dalvin James Cook versus James Dalvin Cook? Mm. Mm. James Dalvin. James Dalvin. I'm taking Dalvin James. What about Garrett Wilson? Diggs? Or Gabe Davis. Oh, I think I think Wilson yeah. over Davis, but I think Gibbs. I, don't think I mean, not Gibbs. I, don't I think know. I don't think it's as clear cut as I could see. I don't think it's that clear. Deep, like in my head, I can see this game getting ugly. I know the Jets are supposed to be improved. I can see the Bills running away with this thing. All right, all right, we're good. We're last call. Give me your last call, everybody. Jake. I think the Bills Jets becomes a shootout, and if it does become a shootout to a last second play, just like we said week one. Give me Aaron Rodgers. He's done it too many times. <laughs> all right. Give it to I, me. like, I like. Um, it. I like Dolphins covering the points at the Chargers, two and a half. Ooh, okay. All right. Groovy? Make sure you bet on the last call parlay. Yep. All right. And uh, if you don't have a tight end, pick up Blake Bell. You'll need If you don't have a tight end, pick up Tyler Higgins this week. Isaiah Likely. Irv Smith. (laughs) All kinds of them. All right. That's last call sports. Last call.